When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to... Welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm going to leave that. I'm a little tongue twisted. It's one of those days today. Um, before we jump into the podcast today, I want to make sure I give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. They, What I love about them is not only how easy it is to set up, not only how great their customer service is, but what I like is how innovative they are. They're always changing their machine, always making it better, always looking to pivot. It's why they're one of our sponsors because we believe in him so much. So go over and check them out. Mentioned, uh, mention Coach Unplugged, mention High School Hoops, mention teachhoops.com, mention Coach Collins, mention anybody, and they'll give you $400 off um, related to us. Uh, that's You won't find a better discount out there. And then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a coach to help you coach, <laughs> if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for my bat phone, if you're looking to get help in every aspect of the game, if you're looking for clinics, if you're looking for videos, if you're looking for motivation, if you're looking for handouts, looking for practice ideas, anything, we have it all in there with a 14-day free trial. Go over and check it out. Um, only 14-day free trial out there. It will You will not be disappointed. Um, we believe in our product so much, and um, I think you'll love it. So go over and check it out. It's help, what, what helps us keep the lights on here and everything moving forward. So have a great day and let's head off to the podcast. And that, that was like the biggest, so that was like my biggest mentor being like, I saw that and I was like, I need to do that. And so that's probably the biggest thing in my own coaching philosophy is instilling like positivity and confidence in my players. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, being positive when they do great things, really pointing it out, but also when they make mistakes, you know, depending on the mistake I, they make, sometimes I have to yell at them. Like if it's like behavior or something like that, I have to be like, this is a no unacceptable. But if it's something like they miss a shot or make a bad pass, like I am telling them like, you are such a good point guard. I know you can do better than this. Let's try maybe making this move, doing some sort of like corrective stuff. But me letting them know that I know that they can do that. Like I think they're more willing, especially girls. Girls tend to be pretty hard on themselves when they make a mistake. Um, <laughs> They need to know that I know that they can do it. And that makes them more likely to be able to do it. And again, here's my theory with this. And this is where I've changed in mind. Like every kid needs a different button pushed. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not one to berate a kid, but sometimes a kid, one kid might need a little push. Mm-hmm. Like my son, like he would be one I could get on because he, he he knows I'm he, he's going to come home and everything's going to be. But there's every kid's and one, and there's, I've coached kids that, I couldn't yell at them. 
I literally, if I wanted to get something across to them, I couldn't yell at them. And I, and I got old enough to figure out like, whoa, that ain't going to work with that kid. So how can I get what I need across to them in the proper method and still correct them? And obviously if they're doing something bad, bad, it's different, but it's like, you know, um, yeah, how, how you go about that is, is, is important. I think, um, how do you practice plan? Let's talk about your practice planning. Yeah. So practice planning, I do like to the T. I pre- I plan like every minute of practice. Like and how, so give me a give me an idea of your of a, of a practice, and um. So, give me when do you guys normally play? First of all, like let's say it's a regular normal season when you normally play, and then how long do you practice? Like, mm-hmm. give so, me an idea of your schedule first yeah, before we talk no about the practice thing. So first, firstly, like as far as schedule, um, I max out on however many games we're allowed to play, which I believe is 31. Okay. And so, which um, is crazy to me. Yeah, I max out. And the reasoning for that is a few things. One, because, um, I, because we're at a small school, inter-squad scrimmaging is very hard. That is something that I, we cannot simulate that well because the difference in the levels. It, I standard can't, deviation. The standard deviation is yeah. big for the stats yeah. people out there. The big, the, the yeah. spread is bigger there than in a big school. Yes. Yes. Right. wise. And so I think that just being able to have the girls like play and practice and really run things cannot be done efficiently always during practice. And that's why I play more games. So they have, you know, more time to do that. And also I've seen, you know, through us playing more games is that you know, the girls, that, that culture piece too, I see growing a lot because the girls are able to implement things that we're working on in game situations. So we max out on games, which is, you know, something that I continue to do every year. Um, so in a normal week, we'll maybe play like two or three games. Um, at the beginning of the year, I usually make our practices two hours. And then as the season goes on, based on how many games we have this week, they might just be like an hour, hour and a half. Um, because I want to be efficient in my practices and work harder for a smaller amount of time than kind of drag things out. Um, and we do work with a lot of films. So I make scouting reports and stuff like that and have the girls watch film. And I think that's something that was incorporated that was new to them coming in. And I think it's exciting for them to be able to see like the strengths and weaknesses of teams that we play and the strengths and weaknesses of ourselves. And because they are smart, so smart, these kids are so smart, they're able to like watch film and really break it down well. And that's something that's a strength for them that's also tapped into. Um, but as far as practicing, that's, that's kind of how it goes. I love that. I love that. So, so do you, where are these kids coming from? So let me, I, I'm just trying to figure out like, can you, do you go from four to six and then they, do they have like a half hour commute? Or do you, yeah. uh, how does that work with your school? Because it's not necessarily a neighborhood school. Right. So we usually go right after school. Um, the only issue we run into is we, since we are 6 through 12, there's also a middle school program. And we only have one gym because we are a very small school. So we'll either go 4 to 6 or about like 6 to 8. And kids live anywhere from 5 to 45-minute commute from the school. Um, and so it just, just depends. That's not too on, bad. That's not too yeah. bad. Okay. We, we have some students that actually commute from Wisconsin. So that's probably the farthest one. None of them are my players, but we do have some that commute that far, which is that's crazy. A lo- like Milwaukee suburb. Um, there's, we have one family that commutes from Kenosha. Kenosha. Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's yeah, not too so bad. Like an hour. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, but yeah, 
Mm, I know. They must really like Willows, I guess. They must. It's a, it's a good school. I mean, I, I can't blame them for that. Um, right. So, all right. So only, you can only, I always love this question. This is one I ask everybody. If you could only do three things at practice, what would they be and why? Ooh, only three things at practice. Three. That's a good question. Um, I think that I would do something surrounding, if I had three, it would be something around surrounding offense, something around defense, and then the gauntlet drill would be my last drill. I love that drill. And I think offense, the thing I try to teach the most with the girls is just like being like tough and finishing strong. And that's the thing that we work on the most is I have, you know, that football pad and I just stand there and I don't move. And I say, if you do not make contact with me, you have to run. So they're like doing dribble moves and they come to the basket. And if they aren't the one initiating contact, they have to run. And so that's teaching them finishing strong because another strength of my team is they're very good at free throws. Not so great at finishing under pressure, but if they can at least get fouled, that's another way that we can get some. And how do you make them good at free throws? Oh, we practice free throws insanely. Like between every single drill, regardless if we're in season or out of season, we practice that. We practice pressure, free throws. Um, We do it all the time and I make sure I do it when they're extremely tired. Okay. So it's after like, so it's a point of emphasis because people are always asking me, how do I become, how do I make, well, it's like anything you got to practice it. Like, yes. And that's what I explained to the girls. I'm like, free throws are all practice and confidence. So if you can tell yourself you're going to make these and you practice it enough, like you will. And as a player myself, that was something that really helped me. Like, I wasn't the most amazing scorer, but I scored a lot of points just because I was able to shoot a lot of free throws. And I make them too. I, yeah. I, I don't remember. It was, I was one of my, either a summer coach or my high school coach said, you know the difference between a good scorer and a great scorer, Steve? And I go, no. I go, he goes, it's a free throw line. And this mm-hmm. was, I played pre three pointer. So he goes, yeah, that's the difference. It's like you, you, the difference between 13 points a game and 19 points a game is you make your free throws. You're there you go. And it's exactly. like, and I'm a math person. It's like, Ooh, that made sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I agree. I think, I think, uh, I think that's a, something that teams don't spend enough time on. Um, mm-hmm. and it makes you and I probably, I mean, I can literally, I could stand up right now. I'm, I'm sitting in my studio. I could stand up right now and close my eyes and feel what the distance is to the free throw line. Cause I've, I've shot oh, yeah. so and I'll, I'll do this in practice. I'll, they'll be doing something and I'll just go up and say, watch. And I'll close my eyes and I will make a free throw. And they go, how do you do that? I go, because I have taken more shots than you guys have dreamed about taking. Like mm-hmm. I, can fe- I can feel that distance because right. it's just the practice. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, exactly. For someone that's scored a thousand, you know what I mean. It's like, there's, <laughs> just, there's a, nothing. It's, it's the easiest shot in basketball. I it tell is. You. It is the it's the only shot that never changes. They go, no, a layup is. I go, a layup is not because somebody might be running at you or there's the pressure. Mm-hmm. I said the free throw is the same in here as it is in Texas and Puerto Rico and Great mm-hmm. Britain. That distance mm-hmm. and that height of the rim is exactly the same. Three point mm-hmm. lines change, layups change. This is the same everywhere in the world. Right. Exactly. And then it finally gets to him after I preach about it enough, but it's true. Um, it is very true. And that's another point of my philosophy of just like confidence. If I can explain to the girls, you got to be confident. Like, you know, you can do this, you know, you can do this. They, you know, can, can do it. And some of my shooters that might not have the best form or not, might not shoot like a ton. 
are making their free throws just because they've practiced enough and they believe in themselves. And that's the biggest thing. They're believing in themselves because they know I believe in them and the entire team does too. Okay. I'm going to do my rapid fire. Hold on. I'm writing down. I just thought of a question. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. That if you've mm-hmm. listened before, um, they don't necessarily have to be rapid, but they're just like, some of them will be one quick answer. Some of them you might have to think about. Some of them might mm-hmm. be a little longer. Um, okay. What's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball you play with? Oh, Wilson. The Wilson basketballs are the best. Why? Why? I think the Wilson basketballs um, have like, I don't know how to explain it. Like the grip, the grip I like the most on those. I remember when I was in high school, they switched from Wilson to another brand, I believe Baden. And I remember I could definitely feel the difference. And then they switched back and I was like, thank God. So I'm definitely a Wilson person. <laughs> I always tell the college coaches I interview, it's like, you love that ball because that's what the NCAA says you have to love. If the NCAA gets paid more, you'll like a different ball. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who, it's whatever they, whoever's paying the most to the NCAA is going to do it. What's one word to describe your ideal player? Positive. Okay. If you go to one sporting event, what would it be and why? Ooh, um, I've always wanted to go to watch the uh, national championship NCAA women's basketball. That has always been on my bucket list. Oh, you haven't been? Oh, you got to go. Not. That, is, that is my biggest thing. I love watching college basketball and – it has been so much fun watching women's hoops, especially I love UConn, but especially now there's more of an even playing field. It is something that I've always wanted to see. I just think there are such great coaches out there right now. Are I you a member of the National Association of Basketball Coaches? I am. Okay. That's the way to get tickets. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, my son and I went when it was in Minneapolis and mm-hmm. I've been to a couple of them. It's so much fun. And that, and you can, and you can get one ticket if you, if you're around, if you're a member long enough, you can eventually get one ticket. Oh, okay. um, so that's the way to go. That's the best. I mean, otherwise you, you might have to like mortgage your car off to get it. Yeah, ticket. I know. But they give you a decent ticket because you can't scalp, but you, it's for you. It's, and then, yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't, why would I want to scalp this? I'm going to go. So no, I would um, definitely go. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Ooh, favorite pregame meal. Um, I would say that, Ooh, that's a tough question. I usually go to Jimmy John's with me and my assistant coach. That's a good, quick, quick sandwich um, before games. I also am a big, if it's a day game, I'm a big coffee person. Um, My players know that I'm so hyped up on energy as it is. So they sometimes get fearful when they see a coffee in my hand um, because I'm even more hyped up. Uh, So that's another big thing is the coffee. Um, So I'm I'm going to bird walk for a second. Assistant coaches, how were you given your assistant coach? How did you hire your assistant coach? Mm-hmm. What are you looking for in an assistant coach? I'm going to let you run with that for a second. Great question. I hire all my assistant coaches. Um, it's actually very interesting. So um, the first year I was coaching, I got hired late on. So it was kind of crunch time. And we just really hired um, the best out of the candidates that we had. Um, but the last few years, I've coached with a friend who um, I've known and played with the type of person I am and the way that I coach I'm huge on relationships and building relationships if I can trust someone that I can teach them anything it's you can't teach to trust someone but you can teach them the x's and o's and so I've coached with someone I played with at Knox I think that hold on one second I think that's important when you're thinking about your youth program too and you're thinking about coaches that are going to coach your younger kids 
-hmm. you have to find someone that that is good with kids and that you can trust i can teach them the x's and o's so i just want to dive in for the young coaches that are out there that are setting up youth programs or having Mm -hmm. you know their seventh grader find somebody that's good with kids and can learn and you can teach them the basketball part like you can't teach you can't go the other way but go ahead i'm sorry no no exactly and that's what i was going to say like i coached with one of my teammates before and now i coach with one of my friends who i play in a rec league with who played at concordia a really great person player and both of those coaches i coach with this that season that they coached with me and this season is their first year ever coaching and they are doing phenomenal because I trust them. They're great with kids. They know the game. The X's and O's and the coaching components, I love to teach someone. That is like what I enjoy is taking my experiences and helping someone else. But the fact that I can trust them, know they'll show up every single day, that is what I need. So it's been great being able to hire own coaches. And I've, I've hired a lot of young females as well, which I think is great for them to have role models of girls who've also played in college and getting excited about that possibility. Yep. Yep. It's it. And, and this goes to, this goes to an entire teaching profession is everything I've read is it's easier to teach someone that looks like you. And there's, you know, me being a white male is fine, but that's only 45, 50% of the population that's in our building. Mm-hmm. We need more females. We need more minorities. We need, I mean, yeah. it's all sorts of issues. So I think that's wonderful that you're trying to, to find female coaches to coach under you. That's awesome. Um, what, um, what's one, uh, what does your game day look like? Let's do that one next. What is your game? Like walk me through a home game, like home game day. What does it look like? Yeah. Um, home game day. We usually try to do a walkthrough right after school where I do like some final touching points on um, scouting reports or maybe things that we need to work on or just certain plays. Um, another thing that I should have added before my coaching philosophy is more about adaptability. I'm never the type of coach that will hammer the same thing over and over again until it works and tells the kids to adapt. I adapt (laughs) to what I have. And so that means throwing in some plays last second or maybe adjusting. Even this past year, I adjusted my entire offense and defense and switched it mid year because what I did wasn't working. And so I changed it. And I think that is something that's really big, you know, just touch on game day. And then basically I let the girls go bond with each other and they go in the locker room and play music and I hear them like screaming and making TikToks, whatever they do. <laughs> and then um, about, I would say like 45 minutes-ish, they come in and stretch and then, you know, warm up start 30 minutes before. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah TikTok. Yeah. yeah. They love their TikTok. They love like, their TikTok. My, my girls love their TikTok. They love their TikTok. I, I keep telling them, I said, if you want to become viral, don't be Charlie. There's only one Charlie. There's only one LeBron. You're all trying to be Charlie. Don't be, be, be you. And then that will be, I literally saw one. No, this is the sad part. I'm an old man. I, I was just eating lunch and I, I just sent my kids a, a TikTok. This woman paints her. Have you seen this woman? Two million followers. She yeah, paints her face and half of it's one Disney character. Half of it's the other. And she does the songs <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's like, why am I watching this? But it's so good. You're so talented. (laughs) Like, no, she'll like half of her face will be like Elsa and Mm -hmm. then she'll, she'll, and then, and then she'll switch her face and the other half will be, and it's like a character on, it's like, who thinks of that? Like, you're so creative. I'm glad there's outlets for people like that, to be honest with you. I'm glad. Especially during this time. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then I'll look up and it's like 20 minutes later, I just wasted 20 minutes watching TikToks, like how to make <laughs> eggs and stuff. It's like, 
It does. The, the scary part for the math teacher in me is it figures out what you like. That's the scary that part. Um, the algorithm is, yeah. Is. I, for the stats teacher, for all the people geeking out, collect, organize, analyze, and interpret. That's what TikTok's doing. That's what Google's doing. That's what Amazon's oh, yeah. doing. That's what Facebook's doing. They're collecting, organizing, analyzing, and interpreting data. So take, take a stats class so you know what they're doing to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what's one thing you do to relax? Um, I would say one thing I do to relax is spending time with family and friends. Um, I'm the type of person that when I'm on, like when I'm in coaching on basketball, I'm like obsessive, but I also know how to turn it off. And I think that's super important um, as a coach and a player. And so relaxing is just hanging out with my friends and family and watching sports, you know, just enjoying time with each other. I can't I watch basketball anymore. I got to retire, I think, to watch basketball. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I, 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 I don't watch it. Like, it was different. When I went to the Final Four with my son, I did. But for the most part, I'm watching it not – I'm not watching it for enjoyment. I'm watching it I'm, – I'm breaking it down. Like, I watch oh, I was going to say analyzing it. I'm yeah. analyzing uh -huh. it. It's not fun. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. – No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I can watch a – I can, I can listen to a watch a baseball game. I'm not breaking it down. Mm -hmm. But a basketball game, right. it's just – I don't know. It's not as much – yeah, I need to retire so then it's more fun. I'm not like, what is this and that? And it's like, um, do you have any superstitions? Oh, superstitions. Um, I would say I have this pair of socks that I wear to every single game. Um, and I wear it under like my boots. And we, you know, we've we've done pretty well at Willows the last few years. So I think I gotta keep wearing them to every game. They're my game day socks. I have a couple bad ones. One I I yeah, yeah. There's a point where my wife like threw out the clothes after the season. Like she says, oh, we're not gosh. keeping these anymore. They're going away. They're, 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 they're being burned. And like, yeah, it's like, and I never think it's going to be we win or lose. It's more like a ritual kind of thing. Um, best pass, best basketball player you have seen in person. Oh, hands down. Jewel Lloyd. Uh, she's a WNBA player in the Seattle storm. And she went to Niles West and we had to do like a triangle on two on her. And I was one of the two and she jumped over me almost every time. I mean, her athleticism was unreal. And when I played against her, I'm like, this girl's going to go somewhere. And when they're did. really she, good, you just know. Like, oh, yeah. yeah they're just she, was, like, she was the best player I've ever played against. And so it's exciting seeing her in the WNBA now NBA. and getting all those, you know, national championships. Who's the, who's the best player of all time? Best player of all time, Michael Jordan, hands down. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Most people don't have problems with that. Um, uh, if you could change one thing about the game, what would you change? Hmm. I think if there was one thing that I could change, I would probably uh, make a shot clock for high school. I think I've always, I saw that they were really debating that and I like it. I think the game sometimes. Okay. So I just put, uh, about, if you follow me on Twitter, about every three months, I I'll put it. that up. I, the only reason I do it is just, just like people just – there's no middle ground. Like, yeah. I don't really care. But right. it's like oh, – it's like, oh, my – in my Facebook group, it was like – last time I looked, it was like 158 comments. And then people are like going after each other. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it, shot clock is the, like, thing that – Yeah. Anyway. I just think it speeds up the game, me personally, and I kind of like – you know, that aspect that I had when I was in college. You know, I, I don't doubt that. Football. The only thing I like about high school, and this is my argument against, first, there's a couple arguments I have against. And I, I, I'm, I know I'm the old 
like fart sitting on the porch saying, get off my lawn. I get that. <laughs> but, but there's two things. First of all, we have a hard enough time running our clock than to get someone to run these. To, it's Very not an, I, I have run a shot clock. It is not easy to do it. Um, cause there's lots of different anyway, when you reset it, when you don't reset it, did it touch the rim, right. did it not touch the rim. Um, that's the first thing. The expense thing is a stupid argument. I don't, I don't buy that. I buy mm -hmm. that. Can we find somebody to run it? And I think we can. So you can probably cross that one off. The second one is the people that are officiating our game are not good. They're, they're accountants during the middle of the day. So to, right. to be able to watch that, another thing, it's kind of like the um, charge semicircle. Right. We don't need to give them more things to watch. We need yeah. to give them less things to watch and That's take away the point. physicality and the things that are actually happening. Mm -hmm. That's my argument against it. And, and I think it makes high school unique. Mm -hmm. Because if I slow it down and you go fast, I can, I can slow it down and you can go fast. College games all kind of look the same. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. of the shot clock and the speed. So that's the only part I think I would miss is that chess match. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Because no, people say, well, look at this. They held the ball. Well, they held the ball. You come out of the zone then. Like, there's ways mm -hmm. of, yeah. Anyway, but that's my mm -hmm. only, I, I know yeah. it's eventually oh, going to come. I, I know it's eventually going to come, but um, <laughs> I think it's longer than people think it is because of the, it's the money probably for all. Oh, stuff. yeah. Oh, no. Um, let's see uh best game you've seen in person best game i've seen in person um i think the best game that i've watched um when i was young i don't know if you ever heard of the player john shire who played at duke he went i do know him yeah. he's an assistant is he assistant he's now? An assistant he is um he went to glenbrook north which is where i went to high school and so as a middle schooler it was so exciting watching him play and i remember watching um this game it was a holiday tournament my parents are big on basketball it was actually when coach k was there which was crazy i saw him like next to me um he, john shire i think like scored like maybe 20 like 20 points like an insane amount in like 10 seconds and it was like the craziest thing i've ever seen i've just never seen such a great shooter and so it was really cool to watch you know him carry his team especially at the end so that yeah, was a very exciting game um favorite quote Oh, favorite quote. I even wrote this down so I could remember it. And okay. this is actually by Coach K, since I just uh, talked about him. Um, a common mistake among those who work in sports is spending a disproportional amount of time on X's and O's as compared to time spent learning about people. So that was Coach K. I love that. And I think that that embodies exactly how I It's am a people a game. It really is. I, my, my quote, the last, mine is better, not bitter. That's mm. a John Wooden quote. Um, and I've been using that, obviously, because my guys haven't played in, together in nine months. Right. Um, so it's and like, it's let's get better. Let's get better about something. It might right. not be dribbling a basketball, but maybe we can be a better – maybe we can be better and go shovel someone's driveway or something. Uh, exactly. Be better about something we can't control. Um, and I'm – go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I usually ask, what's one thing you tell your younger self? But I'm not going to ask you that one because you're already too young <laughs> to ask you that question. I'm not going to ask that, that one. Yet. One word to describe your coaching style. One word. I think that I would use the same word as before, positive. Okay. Um, top bench player of all time. Hmm. That is a really good question. Top bench player. Um, that's hard. I mean, I think that 
Um, as far as top bench player, I would always pick the player that I see having the most energy. Um, and so it's kind of hard to just pick one player. I might pick a team. Um, Miami Heat this past year was my, my, my well, team. I like that. I like yeah. that. That's a good choice. Yeah. They were the team that I loved to watch the most. They were the team I loved to watch on the bench. Like that culture was exactly what I would love to, you know, see in every team. I love that. You just, you literally, I've been doing this. I'm on 800 and some. You just got me a new question. I'm going to ask moving forward, best team of all time. I have never asked that in four years. I'm going to add that to my list. I love that. That's And you made me think about it. It's like, you're right. Like, cause there's a difference bench or team is kind of the same thing. I love that. Um, best coach of all time. Mm, best coach of all time. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Pat Summit, And I think that she was like the most incredible coach. I was lucky enough to go to her Tennessee university of Tennessee uh, basketball camp when I was younger and just seeing her in person and the way that she coaches and the way that she, you know, She's a hard coach, but she also very much balances, you know, um, getting to know her players and pushing them. And obviously she did so well with her career. And so I would say that's probably the best coach I've seen. Okay. Um, one book you'd recommend book. to a coach? I would say The Power of Positive Leadership by John Gordon. Um, I really love all of his books. He's, his, um, he's good. Him he's, and he's, he's very good. good. He's very he's good. Very good. And I think that that also is like very aligned with what I believe, you know, just as a person and a coach. And so hearing about how he can, you know, relate exactly to being positive and all that to success in sports, in life, in business. Um, I think that that's really helped drive me to be a better coach. So I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. The problem here's, here's the issue I have with Gordon books is he kind of got to read one of his books and then you got to like sit on it for like, if you yeah. start reading all of them it's like it gets overwhelming it's like you got to right. read one and kind of dive into it mm -hmm. and then sit for like a couple months before you read one of his other ones because it's almost like he's got so many good things it's like mm -hmm. yeah i highly recommend all his books um one parting word that you would have for a coach listening um, I think probably the biggest thing that like, I, you know, I've, out of everything I've talked about with like culture and all of that is, you know, I think the credit all goes to my players. And I think that too many coaches put the credit on themselves for changing a culture or changing a program, but every single ounce of credit goes to my amazing girls. They know how much, you know, I think of them and all of that. And it's just so awesome to see that they did this amazing thing that they can take with them their entire lives. So right. I think that would be the biggest thing. Right. I'm not, so what I tell people is I'm the guy in the, in the carnival cruise ship. Like I'm not the one running the boats. Like I, I'm the one steering, moving it left and right. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like everyone right. else is running it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a very small part. I get, I get, I'm like, like the captain at like the dinner and whatever, and you get dressed up and they look at, Oh, there's the captain. Yeah. But I'm not, the, the ship doesn't run with everything else. I mean, it's so true. Um, exactly. yeah, <laughs> That's the biggest there's, thing for me. there's, there's two types of coaches. I always say this two types of coaches, coaches with players and ex coaches. And we've, you know, if you have good players and good people, then, you'll have a good career. It's like that they, they go hand in hand. Exactly. Um, well, thank you everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachings.com for coaches who want to get better. Also subscribe and like, we do appreciate those. Have a great day. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.